You're listening to the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Arden Cartret. This space is meant to be a tool for you to feel less alone and to learn more about how to get through what you've been through and what you're probably going through. We'll hear diverse stories from women and men in the online space, experts, and people just like you and me who are feeling the effects of miscarriage and loss in real time. This is the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. You're listening to episode number 36 of the Miscarriage Drula podcast, and I cannot thank you enough for listening week by week. Um, Today, we have Trisha, who is sharing her journey through three miscarriages, and one of those miscarriages was a twin and a twin pregnancy that gave her her rainbow daughter, and so her story is, you know, sadly one that I, I feel like people experience but they don't know how to cope with whenever you lose a twin and you don't experience the physical miscarriage but you still lost a baby so I really appreciated her being open and honest and sharing her story and we talk a little bit more about this in the episode I won't do a long intro just wanted to remind you guys that we have group sessions and one-on-one sessions on the miscarriagedoula.co you can book a group session for $5. It's super cheap. And um, just one-on-one sessions, memberships, there's a ton for you if you're looking for ongoing support. So again, that's the miscarriagedoula.co. Let's get into the episode. Christian, whenever you're ready, I would love for you to start your story. Okay, sure. So um, I had my first pregnancy in 2016. Um, I got pregnant like right away. It was um, kind of thrust upon us a little bit. So my husband is actually, um, he has, he has brain cancer and has since uh, 2012. And when we decided to start trying, it was kind of like a have to situation. Um, We obviously wanted to have kids, but maybe like a year later than we initially, um, decided to, and it was because his cancer came back. So, um, we decided to try and get pregnant and then, um, bank some of the sperm, some of his sperm. So he had his surgeries and everything. And then I found out I was pregnant and, um, that pregnancy was very easy. Um, ended up having my son that December and, you know how it is. You wait a couple of years or, well, I guess not everyone's like that, but I was like, I need to wait. <laughs> so we waited, um, two years and then decided to start trying for number two. And the same thing happened where I got pregnant right away and we were really excited. Um, and then about a week after I found out I wasn't very far along and I started having this, these headaches like every day. So I finally, just went to the ER one day. It was so bad. Um, and told them I was pregnant and everything. Um, they tested my HCG levels and found they weren't consistent with how far along I thought I was. So the ER doctor basically was like, I, I'm going to assume that you're probably going to have a miscarriage, um, within the next, you know, 48 hours or so. And I was still kind of hopeful, like, you know, maybe things would, turn around, um, my levels would go up. Um, but then the next day I did start bleeding. Um, 
and, you know, it got heavy and very uncomfortable, but when it was all done, I was kind of like, that was really upsetting, but I know miscarriages are common. Um, I know that they happen a lot more than we think they do. So I tried to stay optimistic that, you know, in a couple months we'd try again. So then, um, that was in February of 2019. Yes. And then, um, I got pregnant again in May. Um, and that one, we went into the doctor's office. Um, they did like a little handheld ultrasound and we got to see the baby and, you know, it felt more real that time, I guess. Um, and then a couple weeks after that, I went to the bathroom and, um, when I wiped, I saw the, just like the tiniest hint of pink and it was enough, you know, to kind of startle me, but, not enough for me to necessarily be worried. But the more I thought about it as the day went on, the more I was like, maybe I should just call. So I called and the doctor said, well, you know, we have a cancellation for tomorrow for an ultrasound. So if it would give you peace of mind, you can just come in. Although, you know, it's not uncommon to have uh, spotting in pregnancy and all of that. So I tried to stay calm, um, but then went to the ultrasound the next day and, um, they found there was no heartbeat and that the baby had probably died at about, um, I think eight weeks they were saying. So, you know, they gave all the options to us and I opted to go the, the medical route where I take the Misa, I think it's Misa Prostol. I don't know how to say it, <laughs> but, um, so I, I ended up doing that. Um, and spent the whole weekend in bed just, you know, having like lots of cramping. It was terrible. Um, after that was over about two days later, um, you know, I tried to think positively about trying again. Although at that point I was starting to get a little concerned because, you know, one miscarriage they say is not uncommon, but two in a row had me a little rattled. Um, especially after already having a living child, I was like, how could this possibly be? My body's done it before. It's not, you know. So um, about a week after I thought it was over, um, I ended up just like gushing blood. Um, And I was like, what the heck? So um, I went to the ER just because they say, you know, after um, a miscarriage and everything, like if you suddenly have just like an insane amount of bleeding, you should go and be seen. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And, uh, then it was determined that, you know, there was still contents left in my uterus, which was a little off putting, but, um, finally I talked to, you know, the doctors there and they were like, this is, you know, kind of normal, just keep an eye on it again. And, at that point I asked, you know, like, should I be getting tested? Like, this just seems so weird having two miscarriages back to back. So they said, you can go to this place. It's called Generations Fertility. And at that point we were curious that maybe it could be my husband's sperm after going through chemo. Um, he didn't go through intravenous chemo. It was an oral chemo pill, but still, you know, it was a potential risk. So we went and got him tested and he ended up having 
normal levels of whatever they test for. <laughs> um, and so at that point I was like, okay, so then it's gotta be me. Um, I went and had an HSG done where they inject dye into the fallopian tubes and, um, ovaries or the, to look at everything. And, um, that all came back normal too. So I was like, okay, well at this point, I'm just really ready to try again. So we ended up getting pregnant again in October of 2019. So in 2019 alone, I was pregnant three times. <laughs> um, and of course, with everything that had happened before, I was like, okay, I need an ultrasound right away. I need to make sure everything's okay. So I was very, I mean, I wasn't super far along. I think I was maybe what I thought was seven weeks. Um, went in for the ultrasound and they couldn't see anything. They thought they could see a little bit of something, but they weren't sure. And so they were like, you might be having um, like a, a molar pregnancy or maybe a chemical pregnancy. And I was like, seriously, again, like I, I couldn't even believe it. And they were like, well, why don't you come back in two weeks and maybe we'll be able to see something then. So that two weeks was like so hard because I didn't know if I was pregnant or not. Um, I tests were telling me I was, um, they couldn't see anything on an ultrasound. So I was just in like this limbo land. I, I was so thrown off. I was constantly just like freaked out. Um, remaining optimistic is not like something that comes naturally to me. (laughs) So it was already kind of like a, a tough situation and then throw in my pessimism in there. And my husband had to try and calm me down a lot. Um, so we went back two weeks later and they discovered that I was pregnant with twins (laughs) and that was a total shock to me. They even said, you know, with all of your history, did you go through IVF? And I was like, you know, we were contemplating that in the future if things ended up, um, you know, just not working. And then we had his banked sperm, but I was like, no, this was, you know, natural conception. So I, I was very surprised and they were too. And they noticed that the babies, um, were, it looked like they were in the same sack, um, which can pose a big issue with, um, like later on in pregnancy with the cord being potentially wrapped around both of their necks. So I was like, of course there's something wrong already. Um, I, I was just in such shock that there were two babies. I couldn't believe it. Um, And so they referred me to a maternal fetal medicine doctor. So I went to the hospital about a week later. So at that point, I was about nine weeks. Um, I went to the hospital. They did an ultrasound and they did discover that the babies were in separate sacs. Um, so the, the risk went down a little bit of complications, but then they also discovered that one of the babies had passed away. So at that point I had so many mixed emotions because I was like, okay, I have this healthy baby still, but I still lost one again. And I think for the longest time after that, I was still so like clinging to the fact that I still had one that I never really processed that I did lose three babies. Um, so my 
daughter, um, the surviving twin is now nine months old as of yesterday. (laughs) Um, and she's doing wonderful and she's amazing. She's everything I could have ever hoped for in not only just a child, but also a rainbow baby. And I have recently realized that I need to do more work uh, mentally with my processing of the twin that I lost because it was one of those situations where I just, at the time, was still so excited about the baby that was living that I never really went through the grief process. So that's been kind of interesting and tough, but um, yeah, so that's my story. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, with losing a twin and a twin pregnancy, I don't have experience with that, but I have a really close friend who had a miscarriage and then she got pregnant with twins and then lost one of the twins early on. It's very similar to your story. And she was doing okay in her grief um, all throughout the pregnancy, like pregnancy after loss was difficult, but she really started to mourn that loss whenever the surviving twin was born. And I think that that just opens up a lot of wounds. And I think, I don't know, it's, it's, I've heard it from so many people. So I I tell you that that way you don't feel like, you know, how have I not mourned this the entire time until now? Um, I think that that's a really normal reaction because you're kind of in survival mode where you're still pregnant with a baby. It's just, it's a confusing time. Yeah. For sure. That's definitely a good way to describe it is confusing (laughs) for sure. Um, Very confusing. Yeah. And uh, actually when I was 28 weeks with her, um, they monitored me and found that she was measuring smaller, which I guess can happen when there's a twin loss. Um, So I did end up having to be induced at 38 weeks um, because the risk of stillborn goes, stillbirth goes up when a baby's measuring smaller, like under the 10th percentile. So then it was like, you know, I was pregnant with her and it was already like, I was very worried constantly that I was going to lose her. Like I had the others. And then, you know, for the first trimester and most of the second trimester, things were going well. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, great, but now I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then when I was diagnosed with the growth restriction, um, I was like, yep, here it is. <laughs> There's always got to be something it felt like, but right. thankfully um, everything worked out with with us, which I'm so grateful for because she's just the sweetest little thing. <laughs> and her yeah. her older brother loves her very, very much. Oh, I love to hear that. And with your, um, with losing one of the twins, did you have bleeding or anything early on, or it was just like, they told you that you lost one and that was kind of it. Yeah, that was, um, that was the one part that was confusing to me too, was they mentioned that there was a chance that I could bleed with the loss or, my body would just retain it and, mm-hmm. um, end up absorbing it, which must've been what happened. Um, so it was just like, so strange because then it's almost like it never even happened to begin with, you know? Right. And I think that plays a really big part in that delayed grief. Um, because how can you, it, it, it like kind of creates a space where it's not justified like it's almost like you have no proof that you were pregnant with twins 
almost like whenever somebody has a chemical pregnancy, you know, they often describe feeling that, that they don't have any proof it existed. And that creates such difficult journey in grief. Um, but then, you know, you look at your daughter and I, tr- if I were in that shoes, I would try to say like, I have an amazing daughter cause she's, you know, enough for two babies in one. I try to think about that with my rainbow baby. Like I say that he's so great because he's like three babies in one. Um, that's really sweet. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they, they got the best of both babies um, and they live on, you know, through the rainbow babies and the whole like quote unquote vanishing twin thing is so it's so confusing and it's so bizarre that it, it even happens and that you can miscarry and not bleed. And it's just, it's a fascinating thing. That's, you know, it's crazy that that can happen. And then you have a healthy, safe baby. True. Very true. Yeah. But, but it is your story and you know, it's, it's hard. And I do hope that you, um, dig into that grief because you know you've probably been holding on to it for some time to where it's just boiling inside of you and I know um in my personal grief my second miscarriage I didn't grieve it until probably my son was born and so I think that that's also something that we don't realize that like grief after miscarriage doesn't just happen right after miscarriage and we should normalize that grief happens over time for a while you know it it never really goes away. It just, we learn to live with it. True. Yeah. I've, I've kind of accepted that it's going to be a lifelong process for me. And, um, I, it's like, I am grateful for, you know, the experiences that I've had, you know, being so lucky to be able to get pregnant so easily, but at the same time, you know, that comes with, with a little bit of a cost, I feel like, but, um, yeah, I mean, totally. Looking well, at my, I, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I well, I just wanted to validate that you know, um, something I've learned is just because you get pregnant easily doesn't mean like you have the easiest time. Um, you know, some of my closest friends get pregnant easily, but they've suffered multiple miscarriages, and so I think that there's like a a guilt that women who do get pregnant easily feel, thinking, well, at least I got pregnant easily and compared to somebody who waits years, but this is your journey and just getting pregnant easily doesn't equal a healthy baby. So I want to validate that, that like, that's, you know, it, there's no, I don't know. There's no differentiation, um, at least in my eyes. For sure. No, I, that makes me feel good to hear that. Cause it is tough. And, you know, I mean, the same thing with, you know, not being able to get pregnant, I see you know, how painful that was for my mother my mom, I was adopted. So my, my mom and dad weren't able to conceive. So, you know, I've seen that too. And, you know, both, both roads are very, very difficult and it's, it's just not, not as easy as they teach you when you're growing up, you know, (laughs) not at all. I think um, the extent of what I was told was don't have sex or you'll get pregnant or you'll have an STD and die. (laughs) That's pretty much, you know, the extent of it. I didn't even know. And I I think I probably said this on multiple podcast episodes at this time. um, But, you know, it's interesting that I didn't even know I had to have sex during a specific time to get pregnant. Like I thought that you just had sex whenever and you got pregnant. Nobody ever taught, at least um, 
whenever I was younger, nobody ever taught ovulation and like peak days and things like that. Like I had no idea. It wasn't until I started researching when we were looking into trying that I Mm -hmm. discovered that. And I was like, oh God, I'm like 26 (laughs) years old and I had no idea. (laughs) That makes me feel so much better every time I talk to somebody and they're like, I didn't know that either because I literally (laughs) felt like I felt so silly as a woman not knowing how my own body worked. And that's just it. We have to change it for the next generations. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trisha, thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, I appreciate you being so open. I haven't had anybody share about losing a twin pregnancy. And so I know that that happens, you know, far more often than I think we realize too. And a lot of people feel kind of stuck in that grief to where they feel like they should be happy that they have a living child, but they're still sad over a child that they lost. And so I appreciate you being so open that way those people can relate to you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I hope that I'm able to, you know, that others are able to hear this and know that they're not alone because that for sure was definitely what got me through everything was when people reached out to me and told me that they had gone through the same thing. And I felt so much less alone. And it also gave me hope for the future when I would hear, you know, like, yes, they had multiple losses, but then they went on to have their rainbow baby. And that, that kind of kept me in the game, (laughs) so to speak. So, yeah. And I'll put in the show notes, if you're okay with it, I'll put your Instagram handle. That way people can reach out if they have questions or want to share their story with you or anything like that. Absolutely. Okay, great. I'll do just that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.